One, two, three, let's go. You're listening to WJMS Media, where media is reimagined. You can find us on our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. Hi, what's up? Welcome back to WJMS Artist Interviews. I'm your new host, Tim Hughes, and today I have with me two very talented musicians and good friends of mine, Joe Restivo and Matt Lewis of all post-punk duo, The Classical. <laughs> How are you doing, boys? up, Tim? How are you doing, Timmy? How have you guys been? Good. Good. Living. We've been living. Thanks That's for having right. us. This, yes, is, uh, thanks for having this is really cool. On your first show. Yeah, dude. Thank you guys uh, so much for being here. It was a pleasure. So uh, where, are you guys, uh, where are you guys at right now? We are in the... Uh, one of our three or four studios, which just is code for, code for basement. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So, aka basement. Where? Whose basement are we in? Mass basement. Cool. Uh, in Northport. You guys are on Long Island right now. I'm Long Island. Yeah. Long Island babies. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> take that as you will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. I guess we'll let you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves. How'd you get here? Uh, how do you guys know each other and stuff like that? Well, I'll take I'll take that one. There you go. So I was playing in bands all through high school, and Joe also played music in high school. Okay, you guys went to the same high school. Yeah, but we never uh, we never knew each other. We just oh, had right. a few mutual friends, and it's one day our mutual friend put us in touch and we started playing and then uh i got into transfer to oneonta and then we just kept playing music and just didn't stop awesome so you said uh you got him to transfer to oneonta is uh oneonta college yes, yes. suny oneonta awesome awesome so where is that at please do uh yeah i feel like you know a thing or two about <laughs> yeah so oneonta is in central new york right in Right. For those who don't know, SUNY Oneonta is a more than exceptional state school in upstate New York. Zero things wrong with that school. Nothing at all. Nothing. I've had, I don't know. I've had a great time. I had a great, great time. time. I had a great time, too. It was a mess, but it was a great time. Uh, life, you know? Oh, yeah, that's life. <laughs> all right. So you guys, you make it to Oneonta. Now, what are you guys doing with yourselves? You started... Uh, we we uh, were in a band, a group called Mary Lark, that we did, like, um, we played, like, many shows, like, um, in, like, basements of Oneonta, really, like, on the weekends and stuff. Or really crappy bars. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> we, like, moved into... We were going to go on tour, and then the pandemic happened, and... All that stuff got like um, canceled, obviously. Right. So uh, Matt and I sort of like didn't do anything for a little bit, and then we sort of like hunkered down and came up with the classical, which is like our new project. And we just been recording in our respective like living spaces or whatever over the past uh, um, two years. Two years now. at yeah. this point. Um, 
going from basement to basement and we uh yeah we put out a record back in like october um that we recorded all throughout like 2021 and that is graffiti chorus am i saying that right <laughs> graffiti, graffiti chorus <laughs> yes yeah i was a little i was a little nervous it's good bro no so no. uh when did you start recording that when did we start recording that uh, I, I, I guess like April, maybe. Yeah, March, April. I think yeah, of, of twenty twenty one. You can one. do it back. So we finished it around uh, August, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so. Um. Yeah, we recorded it in. Oh, like I would say, half of it in Oneonta, half of it uh, on Long Island, and we just like mixed it here and stuff. Bird, bird. Recorded it on our computers on, on Tableton and uh, released it like on the label that Matt and I are on Paintbox with our with our friend Brendan. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely gonna get into that for sure. Oh, no, absolutely. Um yeah but <clears throat> yeah that's what we've been doing and we've just been recording ever since we had we had our actually like our first like uh live band rehearsal today. Um we're gonna be playing live with uh Glenn, what's Glenn's last name? Allen. <laughs> our our uh, drummer, Glenn Allen. Um, he's such a badass drummer. Yeah, awesome he's drummer. so good. Um, and our friends, uh, Ethan and um, Lucas, help, helping us out on like keys, bass, and guitar, whatever. Awesome. We're all going to be playing different stuff uh, live. And um, yeah, that's. We have, when is that we happening? Have, uh, we have a show in Albany uh, at the Fuse Box on the 29th, so in 12, yeah, days. 12 days as of now. All we'll, right, let's go. Comes out. A little pre-show uh, PR here, huh? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So we, we had our first rehearsal for that. Uh, there today. we go. Awesome. So uh, what, what, what kind of music would you say that you're making here? I know I, I definitely enjoyed the Spotify uh, bio. Yeah, uh, we have no clue about <laughs> how to categorize it. I mean, a, a lot of it's like, I mean, you put it pretty, um, yeah, I would say like it's like post-punky kind of like alternative, but um, it's, it's, it's like trip-hop influences and stuff. Like we we approach it as sort of like jazz and and hip hop, even though it doesn't sound anything like jazz and hip hop. <laughs> all right, all right. Like, well, well, nah, I wouldn't even say that. I I two of my favorite songs from it were uh, the idiot and Marga Margox. Yeah, yeah Margo. Margo. Yeah. yeah. I those thought, are like really like trip hoppy kind of songs. Yeah, I thought those were really like like the drums were pretty hip hopish. I was really, I was really yeah, just it. you know roll along to it. And yeah, for sure. Change. Yeah, a lot of the drums are like sampled. It's, it, I guess like a lot of the music is uh, made in the same like context as like the same way a hip hop producer would make hip hop. Oh, know. okay. So okay. just like. Yeah, just like just like just working in a dog, having out having like actual studio equipment that we actually use, but at the same time like 
at the end of the day, just kind of making it on a computer and manipulating and doing all that stuff. Word. That's like awesome to hear. Uh, yeah. I know, yeah, like, I feel fun like making, it's fun making a one type of music with the approach of a totally different type of music. Because yeah. it's just like this strange sort of sound a lot of the time, which, you know, it's really cool. That's actually really interesting. I feel like that's what makes good music, though. Like, a lot of people stick to these in and out, you know, this is how you do this genre, this is how you do that. So it's cool that you guys are, like, just yeah. fusing it all up. I, we're just try, I trying to force ourselves to not sound like anything else. And uh, I feel like that's just, like, what we're trying to do, just trying to be as niche as we possibly can. Yeah. And by doing that, you could sometimes put yourself into like whatever you, you could shoot yourself in the foot by doing that sometimes because it's like you could you could really like limit yourself but at the same time uh, I don't really know where it's going there but like you, you can you can really sometimes back yourself into a corner when you're working like that but I, feel like, I think we make we make it work yeah, pretty, we make it work pretty well yeah definitely uh, that was definitely. I edited it right away when I, when you guys were posting about it. I've been following all the paintbox stuff like real close. I think it's so dope that you guys like branched out to do that also. Oh, yeah. thanks. Thank you. I mean, it's been, that's been really fun. Just like, like getting a platform where, you know, I think if you could even call it a platform at this point, but just like, you know, taking uh, like these bands that we like reading love dearly and like that we even play them sometimes and like pushing them as much as possible and forming a collective of like these groups and putting a name to it and putting like merch to it and whatever it's, it's awesome um <laughs> we should get more into it in a bit but i was gonna ask um you said that it's really uh like i think on spotify it said 60s and 70s or 70s and 80s alternative rock inspired i haven't read that i haven't read that oh, spotify bio in a while oh it's good oh. it's good do you want me to read it to you yeah yeah what is it yeah i don't even I, know because i kind of remember i mean like a year ago the classical is the project of joe restivo and matt lewis the music is inspired by late 1970s and early 1980s post-punk and various vague alternative rock influences <laughs> That's the bio. We're working on it. Yeah, <laughs> records. yeah we got to change that. Yeah, we might have to. But, but at the time we were recording, that's probably what we were going for. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were just ripping off bands like The Fall and all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, who are like some of the, you might want to take turns on this one. Who are some of the like, your main influences when you say like creating your own music and stuff like that like did you grow up listening to this type of music or was it something that you kind of like branched into uh i a lot of the time i i kind of try to write a song in the way that like beach house or uh or neil young would write a song i like the way they approach songs so they're probably my biggest influences when it comes to writing songs but when it comes to playing with a band i'd say more like miles davis who just oh, okay <laughs> kind of like drones the songs on and on live yeah a bunch of different musicians kind of weaving in and out of melodies some going to solos 
I like that, but on a much smaller scale with uh, the type of music we play. So that was that was my half. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I didn't really like get into music. I mean, I, I like I always played music when I was a kid. Like I started playing guitar when I was young, but I was never like like literally the only thing I was into up until like high school. Really, like. I like like Bruce Spring, like whatever my parents like, like fucking Bruce Springsteen or Oasis or or, or Oasis. Or yeah, definitely. That was my next and question. All, and all the jam bands and stuff, and like, uh, like I whatever my dad was listening to, like I would listen to, and I I I didn't have like a record collection or or anything. I didn't have like an older brother who like gave me any records or anything, and then. Once I got into college, like I went into college, that's when I really did like a, a, a kind of like a music nerd kind of dive on into everything, and I really became like a obsessive music fan, and I really like got into like, uh, like stuff like, like all like the post punk stuff really, just like Joy Division and like Gang of Four, but then like like we're, we're really really into like we're really into Wilco and. There's a Wilco poster right, yeah. right behind me there. And like, I don't know, I, personally, like, the producers, like, uh, Jay Dilla and Mad Lib and, like, MF Doom. Like, yeah, for sure. Really, the, they were really inspiring because, especially the way that I mostly work now, it's just kind of, like, more of a... I'm just kind of not really like if, if I come up with a song a lot of the times it's not really with like a guitar like I'm not really like playing guitar or anything I'm just kind of like working with a beat pad and stuff right so where that influence comes from so that's like my half I guess <laughs> okay word so my next question was going to be um what type of music did your parents listen to like what did you grow up on Classic rock. Yeah, yeah. That's all, that's all my list. Literally, that's it. I mean, my Tom mom, Petty, yeah, Zeppelin, Dylan. Just, I, I love that music. Like Van Halen. Van Halen. Um, but like, there's a radio station here, like 102.3, which is like a classic rock station that, that was always on in the car. That's how I like, I sort of got to know all like the classic rock staples and stuff. And yeah, whatever. Whatever CDs were in the car, like were, which were, I don't even know, like just <laughs> Dave Matthews, Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, like the Long Island Essentials, whatever. Yeah, like, I, oh, I hear you. Like, dude. like just like yeah. Anything. Every family car growing up had to have a copy of Some Devil by Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? for real. My parents were very much like split in the type of music they listened to. My mom was very much so like classic rock, and my dad listened like exclusively to like Tony Bennett and like Frank Sinatra and like old school like big band stuff. Yeah. So I definitely grew to appreciate both, but I would say I'm not too sure either of them really have a big influence on me. Yeah, I. Mean, I, I, I... Yeah, my parents were like never into that for some reason. I don't know why. My mom was into like the really corny like eighty stuff. The really corny eighty stuff and like 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 my mom's iPod just had the weirdest playlist to remember. There was just like a lot of like John Denver and like Earth Wind and Fire. <laughs> yeah, the same playlist. Uh, this sounds like a Long Island summer playlist. Paul and Mary. Oh, yeah. like, 
like Paul Simon. Oh my god. <laughs> Paul Simon. Yeah, no, no, Paul Simon. Always have a copy of Graceland floating around. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so when talking the classical. What uh, are your respective roles? Uh, I feel like you guys are pretty ambidextrous musicians, so I'm curious to know what everybody's job is and stuff like that. Um, there really isn't like like I musically I do everything, and then musically he does everything. It's okay. very very mishmash. Yeah. but like in the, I guess if there were if there are any like specific roles like. Like if any, if there's anything, like he's the guitarist, you like most of the time, and I'm the singer, like pretty much all the time. So it's like that. Those are the only two, uh, really. If you had to say, quote unquote, assigned roles, but even those are could be interchangeable sometimes. Anything other than that, like keys, bass, really, it's sort of sort of, or just like whoever has the instrument at that time, really. It doesn't even <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like it. Uh, we could care. We really don't care. Like who's playing what. Uh, drum, like drumming. It's pretty much we sample our own drums because we're really like we can play drums. Like yeah, we we use real like drums. Yeah. We use real drums in our recordings, but when we record them, we'll loop maybe a two or three second bit of that drum beat for like five minutes. Right. There's a song, and then like yeah, we we'll just do like do that. Um, like I challenged myself doing like the liner notes for the album just to see if I can remember like who played like each part. I got most of it right on Bandcamp, just like try to just out of memory, just like, all right, who played this part in what song? Like half the stuff. We don't even remember like who did it. Cause it's just like, everything's blend blends into the other when you're recording every day. So and, like you got a million different drum recordings yeah. that you take right. the three second loops from like most of the time you're not gonna know who's yeah who's, who's playing that. We have a whole library of stuff so a lot of times it's sort of hopelessly like, trying to find that but uh as far as like yeah that's like the long-winded question to say like yeah there's really no roles when it comes to us it's just like whoever's making music at the time it's a, it's a musical project really the, the, when it, obviously, like when we start doing live shows, like we're not going to be able to do everything. But that's yeah, what for sure. Doing, you know, like, you know, three, four of our friends to help us out with uh, with these live shows, which should be really fun. I feel like that's almost like cooler, though, the fact that you guys like, you know, Matt's not just the guitar, and you're not just lead. Say, like everybody's just kind of like working on the project as like, yeah. a collaborate. I feel yeah. like that's really awesome. Yeah. And also, you said that you're basically just looping like drum parts throughout the whole song. So I feel like that's a really cool connection between like where you guys started and like where you're at now in terms of like fusing all of the influences that you guys have had. Because I feel like in, let's say, hip hop production, loops are like a super common thing. If you listen to any like popular hip-hop songs you basically hear the same drum pattern throughout yeah. the whole thing with you know minor variances and yeah. you know cuts and stuff yeah. so i think that's really dope no yeah yeah like was it like trap called quest or something every song yeah. is the same yeah drum definitely thing. yeah like what's awesome about like our new drummer that we have for like the live shows 
like obviously like he he like he learned the tracks and they were easy for him to learn because like they're the same thing for like the whole song but like when we are gonna be playing these songs live like he's gonna be true like like be faithful to the parts and stuff and play them how they play on the record but also like uh Added yeah, his, his own, own little embellishments. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. That's that's actually really dope. <laughs> it, it, it was really cool. Just like, and honestly, like funny. Just like seeing an actual drummer like re- re- replicate those parts that we just like basically faked, really. <laughs> and like, and like a, a lot of yeah, a lot of the loops we made were just like by chance, and like I don't know. It, a lot of it was just like a serendipitous kind of. I don't know how that happened. Well, yeah, because some of them sound pretty good. <laughs> when, like, they really shouldn't have sounded yeah, as good. Yeah, no business sounding as good as it did. Yeah. So, Dude, that's when the best stuff comes out, though. Exactly. Yeah. So it was, it, it was weird, but it was cool. That's dope. So that makes me want to ask, like, about work ethic and stuff like that. Since everybody's kind of working on the same thing, like, all the time, interchangeably. Like, how do you guys go about, let's say, like, lyrics, you know? Like, is lyrics something that you guys sit down and discuss and write? Or is it just kind of like a freestyle type of thing? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll write. The lyrics are, like, the very last thing that I'll do. Like, I, I, I hate writing lyrics. Like, like it's just it's very... Um, it, it, could be, it could be cool sometimes, but I, I don't really put much that, that much thought into them. I do sometimes. It's 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 weird. I, I try not to put like too much thought into them. I try to um, like you know like I'll be humming a melody, and if I like start um, saying words to that melody and stuff, I try not to overthink it. If it sounds right, then it sounds right. Um, yeah. But yeah, as far as like sitting down and talking about that, we don't really. So we don't even really sit down and talk about the music, really. We just kind of do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does it sound good? Uh, yeah, we're just really like, good. yeah. I mean, every, like, session that we have is just like, what are we working on now? Yeah. I was going to say, that seems to be a, a pretty winning formula for you guys, and since you're just kind of, like, going with the flow and everything, I feel like that's yeah. really dope. We try not to, I think the key to it is not making it seem like work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you're like, when you're just, when especially, and that's what that's one of the benefits of like just being able, just like having these like home studios and stuff, and like just being able to do it on a computer is like you're able to just okay, like we don't have to go to like we don't have to like book a studio and pay an hourly rate and like where where we like are pressured into working and pr- producing something and being productive because we're yeah. paying an hourly rate. That's something I always wondered about, honestly. Like, yeah. the way booking studio time just seems crazy, especially today. The way technology is and everything. Yeah. Like, you know, why, why book a studio time when you got the basement? You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. And the time restraint is what seems like the craziest to me. Like, if you book a session, you know, from seven to 12 or something like that, like that's assuming that you get in there at seven and you know exactly what you're about to play, you know exactly what you're about to record. Yeah. That everything's working, that the engineer, like the engineer has to set up the mics and stuff. And they're never yeah. on time. No one's ever there. But yeah. You know, there's always that 
40 what? minutes of troubleshooting, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's just troubleshooting. I mean, like, you've, like... Yeah, for real. We've done that before. So, like, yeah, it, it, it could be, like... It doesn't feel like work. It just feels like, all right, Master's coming around now. It's coming to the basement, and we'll, we'll mic the drum kit. And we have a drum kit, not here, but in my house. Um, and we have the mics that we have. You know, they're not the greatest mics in the world, but they're mics and stuff. Yeah, for and, sure. We have our equipment, and there was a time where we, we you know, we, we we were like, one day we'll I'll go to a studio or whatever. But like I, at this point, I don't care. I could care less if I go to the studio. Like I, I don't. Oh, yeah. Step foot like, the like I, I don't. It, it just obviously like the they state of the art recording studios still have their place and music, but uh, just for what we're trying to do, I just don't see a purpose. I see a waste of money. <laughs> so. That's interesting. You said waste of money. Did you guys ever like? How often were you using utilizing the Oneonta studios and stuff like? That? Uh, <laughs> I, was, I hated the Oneonta studios. Like personally, yeah, I like the like I like the room in Studio A. In that studio, like um, people listening to the Oneonta studio, I, I would call it up really up to date, like pretty state of the art studio. It's got a huge mixing board. It was like a hundred grand, but at the same time, students go in there and no one, I don't think I've ever seen anyone properly touch that mixing board. I'm, I'm not like, it's just like, you don't even need to. Maybe like three or four knobs. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you can do everything that you can do on that mixing board. You can do on a, on a freaking laptop. Like it's just, it's, 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 don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful piece of equipment and. It's a great room too. Like the, all the wood and stuff. Yeah. The piano in there. The recording room is great. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so how do you guys select the songs that you want to put out? Like how many songs do you have in the vault or do you put out every song you make? Do you only make them to be finished or do you have a ton of songs laying around that never made it to anybody's ears? Make so much stuff. Just like Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we haven't used. Um, a lot of it is just like, what the hell is going on here? We were, we were listening to some of our like old stuff. Like some of our old shows last night, oh, the other night, like from like three years, from ago like three years ago, and like <laughs> we were like laughing because it was just like, where did this come from? Like we were like this heavy metal band four years ago, <laughs> and we were like listening cause, to like a, a live recording that Matt made this song that we were, that we were listening to. Like it would just make no sense for us to to use it right now because it has no no <laughs> correlation to what we're doing. Well, but at the same time, we didn't want to let the song die. So we're like, we're like, well, we can't just like not like this is a finished song. So we're like, should we give it to people? Like, what do we do? Like, yeah, so much stuff like that we have like like lying around, and a lot of it will remain lying around and probably get erased in the future. That's where I get a new laptop. But like, like dude, you got to save all that stuff. You got to save yeah, all of it. That's the thing. I've lost so much stuff just by changing devices. And, like, oh my god! Yeah, One day you'll be able to send those songs out in a special package for people we'll do a vault like kiss <laughs> like a fifty thousand dollar vault matt lewis shows up to your house that's like the gene simmons vault. well whatever you want so uh let's talk features i know i saw a couple names on the track list when i was looking through it earlier today neon nova Neon Nova. So, so, um, 
Neon Novo is uh, Lucas Bruce and Ethan Badeau, who will also be in our live band for the show. But Neon Novo is the name of their sort of project that they have between the two of them. Okay, uh, cool. Ethan Badeau is also the um, house engineer for Paintbox, and he... He's um, a genius. Yeah, he's, he's so good at what he does. Yeah, genius, That's awesome. Genius engineer. And he, he um, produced and engineered uh, like three of the four albums that we put out on Paintbox the last year. So maybe that's a good time to switch over to Paintbox. Why don't you guys yeah. tell us a little bit about that and how it came to be? Yeah, so Paintbox is our label, uh, our record label that we started, um, named after the Pink Floyd song of the same name, Paintbox, um, around this time last year. Um, probably the fall of 2020 is when like actual like planning of it started. Um, everyone was just really depressed because they couldn't play shows because of COVID. So we were like, all right, well, then maybe let's create some kind of collective where we can put music out and keep it, you know, in kind of some uniform little collective. And if it's a record label, then it's a record label, but it's, um, we got maybe six, six, six groups on right now. Yeah. Maybe well, seven, six or yeah. seven. A sort of classified situation, <laughs> information, but we have three new groups joining us right now. Wow, awesome! We're getting the exclusive yeah. scoop. Yeah, the, <laughs> we have the other scoop right now. Um, awesome. But uh, yeah, we we um, our the, the three founding bands of three founding groups of Paintbox were. Um, us obviously classical and senior living, um, melophobiac and pencil sort in pencil live. Um, Matt, Matt actually plays guitar for pencil live and I just play, live, yeah, from live. And uh, I play guitar for senior living. Um, so we're, you know, also have our hands in those groups at all, yeah. Shout out to those fans too. Uh, Love you guys. But uh, yeah, we we our uh, first um, releases were around this time last year. It was the end of January, twenty twenty one, and we released uh, like two, three, two song EPs from Melophobiac, Us, and uh, Senior Living. And then from then we had uh, like a summer where we released. Four albums, three three albums in a summer. Our, our album was um, delayed like two months because we didn't finish it in time. But nevertheless, we released four albums, and that was like a trip. And it was it was really like awesome to just like have that collective and stuff. And um, yeah, we're just trying to grow it as much as possible. We're trying to build like an indie rock empire. Of like all these bands and stuff. Definitely for sure. And yeah, the, the new bands, I'll just say it, like the new the new bands that we have joining right now are uh Lemon of Choice. They're awesome. Awesome. Ooh. Shout out to Joe, Tyrone, and Big Shout out Joe Big Tyrone. Show. Uh Alliteration. Shout out to Xavier and the boys. And uh the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Ooh. Shout out to Will. And the boys, uh, we're like three, like 
awesome bands that like um were very kind enough to join us and stuff so uh we're like looking forward to release whatever they have in store um awesome. like three awesome bands so that's that's what we have right now uh we got merch at Matt's where you guys can't see it probably but... oh yeah <laughs> listeners can't see it but i'm wearing a paintbox crew neck sweatshirt you're modeling right now with yeah, the, I can uh, confirm it, it looks very high quality yeah, we with got some kind of shout out to exposed uh, jean shallot on the back okay all right jean um yeah, we have like a merch store you can find us on on instagram like paintbox records uh and we have like all the info for all the bands and stuff there so i'm gonna have to get my hands on some of that yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, yeah. so it's, 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 it's I, I'm not even saying it's like it's like genuinely good quality clothing. Oh yeah. I don't know what's. I don't know how. To be quite honest, these sweatshirts are so. Fun. It is very good quality. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, you said before. I thought it was really cool that basically, like, the whole idea was came from COVID and lockdown, basically, and you said everybody was kind of bummed not being able to do shows and all that. So take me through just a little bit more about like where you were at and when did you decide like, this is what I'm going to do. What was your, the, both of your roles in like creating it? Uh, we were listening to a lot of Fugazi, <laughs> <laughs> which they're, for those of you who don't know, they were this punk band from the nineties who formed their own record label called Discord Records. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And that was just, you know, my one third of inspiration for this whole collective. But yeah, we were like, all right, let's just, let's make our own. We could do whatever we want, release people's music, um, give them just like, you know, like a nice little Paintbox Records logo to put on the bottom right corner of their CDs that they release. Definitely. And, you know, just, promote really that's that's it we don't have any hand in uh controlling the songs or anything like that the most we do is offer an in-house engineer to master the songs like pro like you know, just doing promo and stuff yeah other than that yeah we just do promo and if you got something that you want to push then you hit us up and we will get to talking you know, just like it's basically like we're just, you know, started a company and just trying to get it off the ground as possible. So like it's it's we're, we're everyone's helping each other, like the bands are helping us and we're helping doing as much as we can. Yeah, for sure. Band, bands and whatever the artists and stuff. So, yeah, my my like sort of like inspiration on my end for it was just like. James Murphy and L LCD Sound System and like DFA Records, which is like a, a record label. And it was just like his idea for like his label was just putting out music that he genuinely, like a lot, a lot of the bands on the label, like, you know, we're also like friends with them and stuff. But, you know, that's not well, the only reason why they're on the label is also because they make music that like we really believe in and we really like. Um, and we do like all the music on Paintbox, but like we don't even need to necessarily, necessarily like like the music and stuff it's just like we we need like a, if we just get a good vibe from it and just a good like 
energy from it. Put on good shows. And like, and stuff. like it's just like it's it's we, we want to do as much as we can to um, get behind it and just be involved with it. I just I, I sort of get off on just like being involved in it. Yeah, no, definitely. So with that being said. Do you guys uh, see yourself branching out of like indie rock kind of genres? Yeah, I would love to. Like, yeah, I want to sign a really good hip hop. Yeah, I was like, I was. Yeah, I would definitely like want to sign some jazz, maybe. Like, yeah, like a for sure. So like some sort of like a instrumental hip hop producer. That's what I was gonna say. What about producers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of the hip hop that like I love the most. We're rapping is like. Just another part of the music, right? It's not about the rapping, yeah. That's the part of the, you know. definitely. We're, we're definitely like more like a punk based label. Just by, by no means is that like meaning that like you have to be a punk band to be on Pink Box. Like, it's I mean, we're not a punk group, although yeah. like we, we are punks, but like it's not like we're not like we're not like we're not thrashing on yeah, power yeah. chords, so like, <laughs> yeah, so like. That's just 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 happens to be the music that we're around right now, but by no means is that like exclusive, exclusive to that. It's a good little springboard. Yeah. Cool, it's cool. Play live. All right, so why don't you let us know uh, where the people can find your music and what should we be expecting next? Oh, we got like an album out on that we released in October. That's um, on everything. Yeah. Graffiti chorus. Graffiti chorus. That's. Basically, on any streaming service ever created. Um, awesome. Bandcamp, whatever. You know, yeah, follow us on Bandcamp. Follow Paintbox Records on Bandcamp. Uh, check out the uh, Paintbox Records uh, uh, Teespring store that you can find on our bio and our Instagram, which is at Paintbox Records. Um, as far as what we have coming up, I mean, we're, we're recording as much as we can. I mean, we, we don't really stop recording. So yeah. we're we're putting together a, a new uh, a new little something. Yeah, a new like, collection of tracks. Oh, well. Awesome, awesome. But we don't really have any like it's anything set right now. We're we're no rush to rush anything out. We're more focusing on live shows at a mo- at the moment. Just trying to get that whole uh, thing. If you're in the Albany area, uh, come see us at the our like first ever show at the Fusebox in Albany on the 29th. Uh, we're playing with Lemon of Choice, uh, Senior, Senior Living, and uh, Sinking, a band from Massachusetts. Um, so that's going to be an awesome show. Uh, you can check us out there. Um, yeah, that's the only show that we have planned right now. We're going to see how it goes. Cool. If it doesn't go too well, then we might not play a show over. So uh, where can everybody find updates on new shows and stuff like that? Vote the classical on Instagram. Instagram. Vote the classical. Vote the classical Vote on Instagram. On Instagram, that's awesome. our, that's yeah. our uh, handle. But uh, the Vote the Classical account and Paintbox Records account always posts updates about when any of the bands yeah. on the label are playing a show. So if you follow those two accounts, then you'll just have uh, just all the info that you need. Yeah, awesome. anything Paintbox related, you can find on there. We're also on. Uh, TikTok. Paintbox Records has a TikTok, unfortunately. Uh, so we have it. I still uh, don't. Like, do we even use it? I, 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 I post on it sometimes, occasionally. I've been posting on it more recently. 
Uh, I just post like promo of stuff that's going on. Uh, I'm not doing any dances or anything, but but uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything that like on the social media front. All right, cool. Well, we're running on an hour here, so I won't keep you guys too much longer. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Once again, this was Joe Restivo and Matt Lewis of The Classical. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks, man. No problem, guys. It was my pleasure. And thank you to everybody who tuned in to listen. I hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you follow WJMS Media and like this post so you can catch up with a new artist again next week.